Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you. Hello there, this is I Miss You Man. My name's Lonnie, his name's Dylan. How's it going, Dylan? Pretty good. You just had a sip of beer, so it can't be that bad, eh? Oh, man, it's Friday off, you know. I've got to have a beer with my boy when we're talking about our favourite actress ever, Christina Ricci. And why are we doing that, Dylan, on this podcast called I Miss You Man? I just said that. Well, no. Still called that, by the way. I hope so. I hope so. Don't confuse everyone. Well, normally, it's about you and me taking each other on a journey each week that could be about anything, life, pop culture, everything in between. Mm. But this right here, this is part of our mega series where we go through the entire, the entire on-screen, theatrical released filmography of the best actor in the world to ever exist through all of time and space... Christina Ricci. Exactly right. And can you believe it? This is our 26th installment. There have been some highs. There have been some lows. There have been lots of in the middles. Where are we today? <laughs> been a... Prozac Nation. Where's that fall, Dylan? You're putting it on me, are you? It's all right. All right. Very, yeah. very middle of the road. I think there's a there's a bit of a, a range, and you can it depends which lens you view these films through. I think as a film, this one, yeah, it's, it's all right, not terrific, not terrible. For Christina though, her performance, she's front and center. She's giving it a role. I think through a Christina lens, which is what we are pretty much doing, one of the yeah. highlights so far for her. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, as far as her acting goes, um, she was pretty top-notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have issues with how the character itself is portrayed mm. and how the character acts. Mm-hmm. Not Christina, but we'll mm. get into it. That's yeah. okay. So, Prozac Nation, that's a, it's a phrase, a, a book title, a movie title I'd heard before. Didn't know much about it before going into this. Um, it's based off real-life story, a real-life memoir written by Elizabeth Wurzel. Um, based on her own experiences. So it's a biopic. And we know how much I love biopics on this podcast, don't we? Oh, mate. You love to rag on how inaccurate they are. I know that. Uh, this one seems to be to be most accurate people don't seem to have too many issues with it. It's funny, Elizabeth herself, um, a bit of a polarising figure in American literature. Um, did you do much research in there? I can give you a bit of a rundown if you like. Oh, run run me all the way down, please. <laughs> okay. Well, the film you saw it from what, I'm, what I've been reading is, is pretty accurate. Um, she was pretty um, identified pretty early as a, as a talent, and she went to Harvard, um, as we saw on the journalism scholarship. Um, the whole Lou Reed thing happened where she 
did write this review and won some awards based on her experiences um, writing about Lou Reed when he came to college. Um, but also then she was employed as a, um, a writer um, for various sort of journalism gigs. A bit controversial, she potentially made up some quotes at some stage and got fired from a job at one point. Um, also she was like a music critic for a while and there are varying um, opinions on, on how good she was at that. Um, eventually she brought it all together in, in wrote a memoir about her experiences with depression and drugs and, and whatever else was going on in her life called Presignation, which is became very popular. And it sort of popularized, it seems, this sort of memoir writing and writing about yourself and your demons and putting yourself front and center, which hadn't not hadn't not been done before, but she was the first person, it seems, of this generation to be doing it and, and sort of putting herself there. Um, sure. After this, though, she wrote some other books, less successful, and people, it seemed to become a bit of an industry of hating what she was writing. Kind of seemed like people were enjoying hating on her more than they were enjoying her own work, which is a bit sad, isn't it? Um, well, I mean, if she's actually at all how Christina portrays her in this movie, <laughs> I don't think I would like her very much either. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so after journalism sort of fizzled out for her, she went back to law school and became a lawyer, which is cool. Um, sure, yeah. And But they're still writing at the same time. Um, and then very sadly, she um, got breast cancer about 2015, oh, and then she passed away in 2020. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No good at all. No. So that that's the, the big print. I, I haven't read much of her work. I, I was just, you know, doing the Wikipedia version of her life story there. Um, but I think you, you can't say she's not interesting, um, even if, as you're saying, might have been a bit difficult to be around at various points. So what is the what is the Prozac Nation film story we get, Dylan? What, what, what happens? Give us the Give us the lowdown. Um, it's about this, like, uh, self-entitled bitch <laughs> that's, um, you know, uh, apparently goes through some struggles, which I don't entirely buy into. Basically about her bouts of depression through college, really. Mm. And how she struggles to come to terms with her parents' divorce and the aftermath of divorce. Uh, I'm going to hint there, Dylan, that you think maybe some of her issues, some of her problems are self-inflicted. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> Look, Dad ran off, okay? But also, you know, where? Crimea River, right? Like, to quote Iron Man, Lonnie, it happens, Dad's leave, no need to be a pussy about it, you know? Get over it. Jesus. Dude, parents... And her mum is... Yeah. Oh. You go. Worst parents in the world. Yeah. Parents, they do a number on you, don't they? Even when they're not as bad as, as these two are. Um, it, it is really difficult to have parents. <laughs> Put it that way. Oh, my God. Her mum, um, who's played great. Like, all the acting's good. Yeah. It's just the characters themselves. It was hard. It, was it wasn't... Frustrating. It wasn't very compelling, was it, at various points? No, no. It's just watching a bunch of domestics happen, really, for yeah. an hour and 40 minutes. I I liked I liked more of a, the start of her journey because she was doing things. She's like going to college, writing the paper, and then I'm just, you know, not have a go at her or anything. Once the depression comes along, it, it kind of 
she sinks into that and it becomes more about trying to deal with that and you're right after a while it became just arguing with her parents and her being a bitch to her friends and things it was but i mean there are ways to do it there are perhaps more interesting ways to do it i'm not saying anything is wrong with that sort of storyline but i wasn't completely drawn in the whole time were you no 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 mm. i was with you for pretty much yeah the start of the day thought she was doing all right Trying her best at college, you know. Mum mm. pushes her a bit, but she's like, Mum, it's all right. I, I got this, you mm. know. We'll get through it. Um, but yeah, pretty much right after she takes her first ecky, mate. Which, by the way, she wolfed that down, didn't she? <laughs> she did. Not even a second thought, really. She licked it off his finger, if I recall. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, interesting. He's writing the easy review, and then yeah, just, he, he uh, gets along. off at a... Mm. Yeah. Yourself and Necky and uh, straight down the gullet. Why not, right? It's interesting. After that, um, she loses her virginity to him and then has a party. Throws a party about it. Mm. Supposedly, in real life, um, that didn't happen, but he wasn't able to sort of go against the story because it was already so... It had already got out there. Sure. Yeah, okay. So, I don't know. And they even talked about it in this or story. So she went to, in the film, sorry, she went, got some fame because she wrote this story about how she'd caught up with the dad again, but actually in, in real life she hadn't seen him in four years. So I think part of the thing is like she's a storyteller in the best sense of the word. She's telling stories people want to hear, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Except this one. No one wants to hear this. It might have been more interesting in the book form, which in the book was a bestseller and very well respected and was important enough to get a movie made about it. Um, so maybe the maybe it's the prose, maybe it's the getting inside someone's head in the in the book version as opposed to the film version. I didn't really feel like I was ever inside her head and really understanding what's going on here. Yeah, the only way we're inside her head is with the uh, inner monologue mm. throughout the film, which, listen, we love Christina. Yeah. Can't knock her for much. Mm-hmm. But when you love someone, you got to acknowledge their faults. I don't think Christina is very good at doing narration. Really? It's a bit stiff. Mm. It's a little bit lifeless. Um, we love her for our eyes, mate. It's those big, beautiful eyes that draw us in. You say it all the time. Windows to the soul. soul. Yeah. Yeah. Without that, and I don't know if it's just not being around other actors and just being in the, the booth, because, mm. you know, It'd be not hard. all actors can voice act, mate. True. That's just a simple fact. I guess we'll find out later in the Chronicles. <laughs> Smith too. I think she, I think she's a voice in that. No, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I hope so. Colour City coming up. Uh, hey, Teen Titans, Judas contract, mate. She's got a few coming. So we can track her journey. But as okay. of now, sure. not, not, not too good. Not mm. too good. Uh, it's funny you mentioned the journey. I was thinking, not the first time, but something that sort of um, threw me into it, thinking this this time, is that she's playing a character here, and there are flashbacks to a character's childhood. Um, mm. And so there's a younger actor playing her. But it's funny because we started watching her as a child actor, and now we've we've <laughs> gone the nothing journey. Like her. <laughs> yeah, totally. Nothing like her. No, not at all. Um, that was not Christina Ricci. Mermaids, a la mermaids, not no, at all. Not at all. Not Wednesday. No, definitely um, not. I 
the depiction of depression I thought was interesting, especially when, when it first hit her, and she mentions in the voiceover how it's, you know, slowly and then all of a sudden hit, hit her, which is an interesting way of putting it. The idea of looking around and seeing life in other people as blurry images, and that's how it feels like when you got depression. I thought that was an interesting take. But that was about it. I think it could have gone a bit more. Maybe it could have gone further into the abstract, into the experimental. Um, and one sense I did about getting inside her head is that she's causing all this trouble. Her boyfriend Nas says, don't come see me when I'm at home. And she goes and sees him. And she just causes trouble when she's seeing her own mum picking fights and whatever. You do get the sense that she knows what she's doing, but she can't prevent herself from doing it. I guess, but... Is that... Is that is that what depression does? Does it make you self-destructive oh, no. and bratty and rude and egotistical no, and that... hypocritical <laughs> and bitchy and snarky and psychotic? I, does it do that? I you? would say there are two things going on there. I think the depression is the first part and how she's withdrawn and sunken and whatnot. I think the other things would be more of like a personality disorder, perhaps borderline, perhaps the drug she's on as well, causing her to, to probably act unhelpful. and react. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think you're right. And after a while, just seeing someone be mean to other people, it isn't very good. And they're all pretty much just trying to help her and be nice to her. Yeah, Jason Biggs, you know? He didn't deserve any of this. Let no. me, let me put it to you that way. This character did not deserve to be treated the way he is in this movie. She treats him like shit. <laughs> and at the same time, in her inner monologue, we're hearing her say, I have appointed him my saviour. He's going to do everything for me now. That's a lot to put on someone, isn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. She's she's fucking weird, too. Like, in the inner monologue, she was like... She's like, wanted to... Said she wanted to kill him and eat his ashes. That's how much she loves him. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? I suppose that's him. About? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Bizarre. Bizarre. There's also that scene that I've got here in my sort of stray notes where she's talking to her, her roommate, Michelle Williams. Um, about love, and I think it's just it was good. Yeah, she's pretty good, always good. So I was surprised, but yeah, definitely. Um, talking about love, and she's like, "Have you ever loved anyone?" And the roommate's like, "Yeah, sure, I have." She's like, "No, nah, actually, you haven't. You haven't loved anyone. <laughs> Only I have." <laughs> Do you remember that? That's prime example. Just bad, bad, <laughs> bad person. 
Just bloody Elizabeth. I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but if this is how she actually was, mm. like, I hope she was making up this part of it, but she's just a bitch to everyone. She sounds like a tornado, doesn't she? Just. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's just so rude. She's probably the most dislikable character Christine has played yet, I would say. Just about, probably. That was, that was, that was the the woman, or the young woman in Opposite to Sex is pretty bad. I think this one's worse, definitely. Yeah, she had some redeeming features in that, though. Yeah, yeah, she's not redeemable in this. Mm. She's just mean and rude. And by the way, that bit where you talked about Jason Biggs not wanting her to come out and see him, mm. she goes out anyway. Yeah. And it's revealed that he has a mentally handicapped sister. Remember the part where uh, she tells him he gets off on keeping his sister a secret from her and he's a voyeur for misery? Where did that come from? Not on. <laughs> Not okay. That was very strange. And I'm going to review. Um, I'm going to mention later. I'm not going to mention this bit, but I'll mention it now. They said yeah. 100 years of filmmaking has led us to, to understand this is the point where she apologizes and they get closer together. But no. She turns it back on him and is like, no, actually, you're the worst person for having a sister who you care for. That was so weird. Yeah, it, it definitely definitely felt like jealousy, which, like, yeah. come on, grow up. What are you talking about? Yeah. Very bad. Bad mm. person. <laughs> the Lou Reed bit was interesting, and, and as I said, it was based on, on true events, supposedly. Um do you feel like there was one bit where they talk about him and he's, he's there playing his music and in the voiceover, I'm pretty sure, she's, or maybe he's just talking to a friend, she's like, Lou Reed made some of the best rock and roll music of all time. And they cut to him singing and he's just like oh, mumbling. Shit. <laughs> it's like, yes. <laughs> do you think that was on purpose? I don't know. I don't know. Because her review. Sure. Yeah, all she's all like. music reviews. He's, yeah. he, should, he should be dead. <laughs> she's, that's what she said, apparently. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, all her music reviews are just so pretentious and unnecessarily deep. It's, yeah, it's just bad. And then, yeah, by the way, he's terrible. So, well, he was in this movie. I haven't listened to much Lou Reed, so. I listened to a bit, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, he wasn't giving them so many favours in this, put it that way. Okay, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, another interesting aspect to this film don't know a yeah. lot about it, but I, I know a little bit for this podcast. Is um, Anne Hesh, who was playing the therapist. Hesh, sorry. Well, you know, she died recently as well in real life. Oh, really? And she very publicly battled her own issues with mental health and um, dependency, from what I understand. Um, that's another strange layer to the film looking back now, isn't it? That, that she's there playing the therapist to her. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and she was good. She wasn't in many scenes, but... Oh, I thought she did a really good job. Well. Mm. Yeah. Um, you mentioned at the top that we review films that are theatrically released of Christina Ricci for the Chronicle film. Yes. Interesting. Little facts about this. This film premiered at Toronto Film Festival on September 8, uh, 2001. You might know that there was a big event happened a few days later, <laughs> uh, which impacted... Big, big, big event of the year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so... I call it a big event. <laughs> was it an event? I don't know. <laughs> You're making it sound like Mardi Gras, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I 
the big events everyone was out for. No. The tragedy. It's a national tragedy. International tragedy, I'd say. Um, and well, so, it didn't happen to us. So. Well, there was more editing of the film after that, but it never actually got released in the US. Um, Wikipedia, though, tells us the film was released in Norway, which was the director's native country, um, Skeldepag, I think his name is. But that wasn't released until August 2003. Uh, never had a release in the US market, but it premiered on the Stars Channel on March 19, 2005, and was released on DVD on July 5, 2005. Pretty weird, hey? Yeah, weird. Why was it not released in the US? Well, I couldn't find the comments, but apparently she made some strange comments about 9-11. The, the real Elizabeth, not Christina. Um, What'd she say? I couldn't find out what they actually were, so I didn't look that hard, but I think we can... Yeah, I also wasn't that upset I didn't find them, but apparently that contributed. Um, there's Did she your, call it an event as well? It was an event. I don't know, I'm not, I don't know what you're getting at here. It was. <laughs> Or something that happened. Just a weird way to describe it. Just a weird way to describe it. Accurate though, so. <laughs> Alright. Um, we don't condone 9-11. Let's just put that out I there. Should go without saying. Rob's move, Movie Vaults reviewed this and film mm. said, It was particularly unwanted in the period after 9-11. Mere days after the movie had its premiere at the Toronto Film Festival, suddenly people had bigger things to worry about than a Harvard kid Freaking out over neediness and self-loathing. <laughs> bit harsh. Fair. But Rob well, then not 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 harsh at all. <laughs> well, Accurate. Rob, Rob went on to then um, give a pretty positive review of the film. He said, "Now that it's finally seen a lot of the day away from all the buzz that has nothing to do with it, Prozac Nation may be viewed as an effective and moving drama about a young woman, Christina Ricci, Elizabeth, who has had who has no idea how to get it together and behave." Like a human being. I agree with that. That's true. That's definitely true. Not true about the effective and moving drama. It was kind of moving, I guess. No. That's no? not true. Okay. Not that part. Okay. Uh, 28% Rotten Tomatoes. Not high. Accurate, though. Um, and as I mentioned, the Roger Ebert of it all, uh, off pod. Um, here on pod, Dylan, I can tell you, he didn't, didn't review it, and I think it was because it didn't get a release in cinemas. I think he pretty much reviewed only things that came out to the cinema. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. There you go. Uh, Todd McCarthy, he's made a few appearances on our podcast in the, in the past from Variety. Did, did a review. Um, mm -hmm. Didn't like it. Okay. Didn't, didn't give it a glowing review. He said, The self-centered brat at the center of Prozac Nation spends most of her time making life miserable for everyone around her. But there's little reason the public should have to pay for the same privilege. Amen, brother. Mm. Speaking truth. He goes on to say, and I don't understand the review. I think it was reviewed um, just after it was uh, premiered at Toronto. And so mm -hmm. at the, towards the end, it sort of becomes more like notes. Anyway, he says, says this. Pick also contains one of the worst editing ideas in recent memory as TV footage of the Challenger space shuttle exploding is intercut with an episode of Lang being mugged on the street. It was pretty weird. You know how he says it? Wasn't it? It was. It was. Uh, by the way, just let the muggers take it. 
It's not worth getting your head kicked in for your purse. No way. Pretty much. That's what they say most of the time, isn't it? Don't don't get involved. Don't be a hero. Don't be vigilante. It's generally yeah. not worth it. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Is it? Does mugging still happen nowadays with wallets and that? Not really. Not not well. I'm sure it does happen, but I think it was a a big thing in the eighties and seventies in New York City, as they as they <laughs> the film told us. It was a big event all year round. Okay. <laughs> you know what I was meaning? Nah, you're all right. Just just take it a piece. But yeah, definitely. You know, no one carries cash nowadays. If someone asked for my wallet, I'd be like, mate. No cash in here. Mm. And if you take my wallet, I'm just going to cancel my card straight away. Yeah. Juice ain't worth the squeeze when it comes to mugging on it. At first, you can go tap a few things and then... But even then. <laughs> even then. Even then. Even then. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so not a high point. <laughs> no, no. 100% not. <laughs> If you couldn't gather that from our thoughts about it, no. Um, Christina was very involved, though. She produced, was co-producer this film. She took the rights of the of the book and was really keen to get it. So, gotta respect that. Well, look, her acting was great. She played the part of uh, this this bitchy woman very mm. well. Mm. Like I believed it for sure. It's a shame the rest of the film around her wasn't the same standard. But that's kind of what we think all the time. So. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty mm. much. She just needs to pick better projects. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's been a rough trot, and I think it's going to be a bit more of a rough trot into the future. Unfortunately. Oh no! Ah, <laughs> uh, well. we'll see. Speed oh. Racer is soon, Dylan. So we're getting there. We're getting there. How many years <laughs> away you are now? Seven, seven years, something like that. Yeah. But the films are getting yeah, more like one or two a year, so it's not like it's previous years where it's been. Yeah. Five to six. Yeah, okay. Mm. We're getting there. Mm. Speed Racer, Hero of Color City. We're coming. We're coming. <laughs> okay, anything else you want to add or shall we wrap it up? What do you think about the mum? Didn't like them. <laughs> I see where she gets her bloody uh, psycho bitchiness from. It was yeah. her mum. There's um, so the weird thing about parents who don't see children as their own beings but just as an extension of themselves and the implication in the film was that she wanted a friend she wanted like just he that's what christina was to her just someone she brought into life just so she could be there for her but then when christina or elizabeth would live her own life it was a bit more difficult for her yeah and she's just crazy too like she's screeching like a banshee whenever mm. she talks to her dad Mm. Um, she breaks down every time she has a conversation with Christina's character. Like, Rough. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I, I can see why the dad got out of there when he did, to be honest. Tough, tough times. In real life, apparently that wasn't her dad anyway. Her, her dad was someone else. What? What does the that per- mean? The person she grew up knowing as her father wasn't her biological father, is what I was reading. Oh, mm. okay. There sure, sure. It happens. There you go. Anyway, that's been the podcast for today. <laughs> well, what's coming up? Is it... Is it pump- pumpkin. Pumpkin. I don't know much about pumpkin, but I'm... 
course, strong title. Your, it is a strong title. I'll pick him up in a college set thing, which you know I'm into. So, we'll see. Perfect timing for this time of year, mate. Mm. Mm, indeed. Oh, did you did you tweet quickly? Did you catch the reference to the Facebook in this? You mentioned the Facebook. Facebook. So Mich Michelle Williams' character said she saw Christina's character on the Facebook, but that was what they used to have before Facebook. Facebook universities would print out actual books full of people's contact details and pictures, and hand around so you could, yeah. yeah get to know each other. That's where they got the title of Facebook from because obviously he was went to Harvard as well, the old Zuckerberg. <laughs> the Zark. Right, mm. okay. okay. But it was Fair strange right. hearing it, because obviously this film was made before Facebook, but also the film was set in the and 80s. set in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Very much before. Exactly. Yeah, odd. For sure. There you go. Dylan, are we on Crazy socials? Crazy world we live in, isn't it? Oi, ask you a question. <laughs> we live in a crazy world, don't we? <laughs> and my question to you is, are we on the socials? Oh, yeah, we're on the socials, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, mm -hmm. as previously discussed, the Facebooks, we're there. <laughs> <laughs> we got an email, so I miss you, man, pod at outlook.com.au. If you want to shoot us a question, give us a suggestion on how mm -hmm. we should uh, run the show in the future, we're open to it. That's fine. Can't get worse, And can you know it? what, Lonnie? <laughs> <laughs> nah, not after this movie. Goodness me. <laughs> Gracious. Uh, I miss you, Christina. Yeah. I miss you too, Christina. I miss you being in good movies and playing likable characters. Rough. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.